is the year. This is the year of getting it together and doing what you do best. Hustling, taking care of business, and taking care of your community. Join us for JMT Media's podcast, where we interview everyone from the community to small businesses to elected officials who are changing policy that matters for our community. Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. Today is June 10th and I'm your host, Jacqueline Tacarante from JMT Media. And I have the pleasure, well, first off, we're doing everything socially distance, uh, responsible, and I'm like about 150 feet away. There's no one here. I am inside Jade Asian Bistro, one of the premier spots, uh, especially here in Staten Island, but primarily in the New Dorp Lane District. Um, I got to meet Angela probably, you know, I'm all about storytelling. That's that's a good communicator. I'm a storyteller. So a few years back, um, my dear friend Terry Cote said, hey, there's a, a business networking event that's happening at Jade Asia Bistro. You should come by. And I said, okay, let me come by. I love to support other female entrepreneurs. So I come by and I meet this wonderful, boisterous woman. She's like, hi, Jacqueline. I heard all about you. I want to connect with you. And I was like, you are cool. Your dumplings are great. Who are you? <laughs> and so I got to meet this incredible woman, um, Angela Chow. She is the owner, manager, and proprietary of Jade Asian Bistro. So Angela, are you there? Hi. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Thank you, Jacqueline from JMT. Uh, media for having me on the show today. Oh, of course. Well, first off, thank you for doing everything that you're doing and also opening up your space for us to come in to do a community corner on the go, because I know there's a lot of restrictions and things are being lifted. And so I appreciate um, that you're taking the time. So can you talk to the folks a little bit at home, just a little bit about your, your history and the restaurant itself? Yes, of course. Uh, I've been here like almost five years and I work hard to build up the business. So I never stopped working. I'm a workaholic. So uh, during the pandemic, uh, I didn't stop working. Everywhere was closed, but yeah. I kept my business open only for pickup and online deliveries. And I want to thank you for the, for, uh, to the community. I did so well. They supported me very strongly. I worked from morning till night. Everything was sold out. So right now I still kept it open as for pickup and also delivery online with a DoorDash, GrabHub, Seamless and Uber. So every customer will pay a little delivery fee, but uh, it's more safer this way to have it delivered to your home. So whoever wants to order pickup, they have to call me first so I can have your food ready for you. And once it's ready, I'll give you a call and you come pick it up and you go out right away. So uh, right now the full menu is available. Only thing the dining, uh, I can't sit anyone uh, due to the ban. So I still have a lot of calls calling me. When can I open up? Of course, I'm so uh, eager and uh, excited to open up, but there will be like more restrictions when I open. 25% capacity only. So I think it will be difficult, but we have to go through this difficult time. So uh, anyone who wants, uh, who like my food, my supporters, the full menu is still available. Uh, exotic cocktails are allowed to be uh, picked up and delivered too. 
So hope to see everyone every day. That's awesome. You know, Angela, you host a lot of events from the Chamber of Commerce to the Business Guild, um, to the Executive Club, to um, the New Dorp Lane Merchant Association, like board meetings. You have a lot of businesses that come out to support you. And so I'm glad to hear that they're still coming out and yeah. supporting your business. Um, we got a few folks that are commenting, so we want to make sure that we give them a shout out. Um, Gail Enrique says, hello, with the little wave, the little oh, waving. Oh, look, speaking of Terry Cote, good morning. She says, oh, look at this. Angela is an amazing, strong woman, always working so hard. That is so true, Angela. Every time I see you, I feel like I'm welcomed into your home, your space. And that's, that's what really keeps me coming back. You know, at the end of the day, like I have to feel comfortable and prices and the food and everything's delicious. Um, plus I'm kind of like in love with New Dorp Lane. There's so many different cool spots. You can have Mexican, Japanese, Asian, Mexican, Italian, and you can get a deli sandwich <laughs> yes. and a tomahawk at Pri Brioso. <laughs> yes. Um, we also have a few comments. Uh, Megan Ann from the Small Business Development Center. Hey, Megan. She says, good morning, ladies. Miss you, Angela Chow. Yes, working Hi, on Megan. my arms. Working on my arms. Uh, Jessica Morano says, Jade Asian Bistro has amazing food and service. That is so true. Um, and then, of course, my dear friend, uh, Topher Christopher Campbell, he says, hello. Well, hello to you, Topher. Good Hi. morning. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring on um, the executive director, and many of you know him. Um, he is an incredible resource for small business. Ciao. Um, he's literally the guy that I can text or call and say, hey, Niles, I heard about this RFP. What do I need to do? And he says, you need to connect with ABC. And so for anybody to take our calls and to really help navigate those conversations is imperative. And so he has been on the streets helping and helping these small businesses um, throughout the entire New Dorp Lane corridor. So I'm going to bring on the executive director, Mr. Niles French. Niles, are you there, honey? I am here and very, very happy to see my two really good friends. So thank you for having me. And it's great to see friendly faces. Absolutely. So Niles, talk to us a little bit about, you know, your role with the New Dorp Lane District and kind of how you're shifting, because I'm a firm believer that everything happens top down, right? So from your leadership and everything down, like it feels that everything's been seamless transition that you've been really supporting these restaurants and small businesses. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. So, um, much like Angela mentioned before, uh, we never stopped working. Uh, we were fortunate to be in a position where uh, we just had to pivot out of our office and work from home. And we just wanted to make sure, A, uh, to prep for reopening and also let folks know that businesses are still open. So um, it, it also starts with uh, the businesses, uh, strong anchor uh, retail shops and restaurants like Angelo that we have in the New Dorp Lane District and a great board of directors that help navigate that. So, you know, that's first where we started off and we haven't stopped and that's why we've been able to chug along and, uh, you know, assist the great businesses in the corridor. Absolutely. Now, SIEDC just, um, correct me if I'm wrong, 
because Jay and Caesar reached out and said, we have 40,000 face masks because as people are gearing up for the different phases uh, to reopen, you know, face masks are a huge thing. A Angela, if you haven't gotten yours, honey, you need boxes. Mm -hmm. um, and they and they have them. They have them for your staff, for people that come in, come through. Um, but Niles, can you let folks know about what your, you know, your role is for the New Dorp um, Business Improvement District? Because y'all been doing some great stuff, honey. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. So as you know, um, you know, each state has different reopening policies and what that looks like and what that means for businesses. And, um, you know, the governor has broken this up into four phases. And as we enter each one of these phases, businesses kind of need to adapt and, you know, think on the fly of how they're either going to retrofit their space move seating outside, uh, stagger different work staffs, and they also need equipment. And some of this equipment needs to be brick and mortared installed. Some of it needs to be um, ordered. Uh, but the most basic thing uh, for many businesses is A, masks and B, gloves. And with the masks, it's not only for the staff, but for the patrons that come in. So Jacqueline, as usual, you are right. And the SIEDC, uh, thanks to Councilman Stephen Matteo and uh, the New York City uh, Council has secured masks. So um, last week we started dropping off uh, masks to various businesses in the lane. Um, uh, and, you know, and some of the people even said that, you know, you know, thank you. We have masks, but our patrons don't. And when they come in, they kind of forget. So, you know, this is the new norm, as people say. So um, reach out to uh, the New Dorp bid at gmail.com and we can make those arrangements to drop off masks to you. And this will be ongoing and uh, we'll also be releasing more information and collecting more equipment for businesses that need them as they reopen. Yeah, you know, one of the things um, that we've been hearing about is like the plexiglass. I mean, that costs a lot of money to to put those, to tailor fit them, customize them. Um, you know, if someone has a small business and if you're watching, let us know. We'd love to connect you. But in general, for a small business, like that's an additional expense. So where do people even go to get the custom plexiglass to make sure that you can come in, you can safely provide food, provide coffee, because next up we're going to want to get a uh, Sipsa maker on the show. But, you know, you, you're going to want to provide all of that. Like, where do you even go to get plexiglass? Like, is that on Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that does not come prime as far as I know. So you need yeah. <laughs> to contact us and we could put you in contact with people that will do those. Um, and another thing that we're going to be uh, opening up is, is resiliency and business planning. Because as you mentioned, these are additional costs that businesses did not expect to incur six months yeah. ago and um you know already with sometimes lessening staff or just um an increase in uh supplies and materials and things like that we want to work with businesses to say okay in this new norm you know it might be insurance it might be equipment as you mentioned it might be a plethora of things that we are working with businesses on building out what that actually looks like um if certain businesses, if they haven't 
you know, install those yet because many of them haven't. Obviously, they've kind of reconfigured their entrance and their tables to um, control the flow of people, which is a very creative way. Or you know, just posting signs outside and you know, saying keep six back uh, six feet away. So we're working on signage plans, uh, making sure that we have the equipment and at, at bare minimum the correct information because these things are evolving as um, you know this pandemic hopefully winds down and comes to an end. You know, last, was it last week or the week before I went to the Nicotra's ballroom because we had a community corner with my dear friend, Christine Garlisi. Hashtag, I call her Angela, hashtag kind Christine. And so when we showed up, um, they have tons of signage, tons of, I mean, stickers that are like six feet, eight feet away. They have the plexiglass. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. So, yeah. you know, because even producing events, sometimes, unfortunately, people think of that as the last thing when it's the first thing, when you want to have a positive visitor experience of where you go, where the line starts, where it ends. And so now it's, I think it's really shifted people's mindsets to understand that those printing costs are certainly something that were unexpected, but they should be a priority. Um, shout out to the small business printers that are here. Fast signs on Staten Island, Love Rich, RNL signs. So, you know, one of the things that JMT Media prides itself in is to make sure that, uh, yes, of course, we're entrepreneurs, but we're also supporting small businesses that are here on Staten Island because the more money you keep on the island, the more you can distribute. Um, through and dispersed throughout the island. So we have a couple of comments coming through. Uh, our dear friend, Jacqueline Tichetti, I love her. Um, she says, hey, Niles, with a big old cheesy smile. I love her. Um, she just came through. She said, love, hashtag kind Christine. Yes, that's right. Christine Garlisi, she's my girl. I adore her. Um, and then, of course, SIEDC, great show. You know, SIEDC has been the kind of foundation for New Door Play, and they've been a huge supporter of minority women businesses on Staten Island. And more importantly, you know, you have Steve Matteo, Speaker Corey Johnson, that are also supporters and advocating for small businesses to revitalize here on the New Door Plain. So, um, Niles, can you let folks know, and I... I apologize if I missed this, but the sheer size of New Dorp Lane, just to give people sure. an idea. Sure. So um, as many of you know, the town of New Dorp um, and the shopping corridor itself um, is quite large. And historically, it's uh, one of the oldest corridors in Staten Island. Um, however, the New Dorp Lane District is a business improvement district. It's uh, was been it was voted into law, um, and we're a district management association that manages a very specific area. So the New Dorp Lane District does not cover all of New Dorp Lane. It covers New Dorp Lane between Highland Boulevard and Richmond Road. Okay, right? and then yeah. right, and then at the cross section near the train on both sides, which is South railroad and the plaza it covers about two blocks out each side at that intersection so it looks like a cross basically um now we we have we have been resources for businesses that fall either below highland boulevard or a little to the side as well too because you know it, it's 
Newdorp is naturally a vibrant shopping area. And we try to do a lot of things like keep the area clean. We have daily maintenance crews, landscaping crews, in addition to the marketing outreach and business assistance that we do as well, too. So that's the actual boundaries of the Newdorp Lane yeah. district. Now, have, have you, Angela, have you been able to connect with some of the other small businesses like Sips and Maker across the way? Um, there's like, a, I mean, a few different restaurants, Brioso's Piece of Cake, you know, Maria, shout out to Maria. Like, have you been able to yes. connect with them and talk to the other businesses? Oh, yes. We, we, are, we are discussing, you know, we are excited. So we just, uh, in my mind, what I worry is... Uh, uh, the money we spend before opening, would we be able to get the budget back? You see, like uh, I'm afraid, like people are still afraid of the COVID nineteen. You know, they would right, still rather stay at home. You know, so that's my most concern. You know, it's it's so interesting because when the coronavirus hit, um, I felt like I ate out more than I ever ate out in my life. I was ordering almost like every other day, hence the 21 day cleanse through Arizona CrossFit. Um, it's like day 15. Yeah, just the opposite. I'm so ready for a cheeseburger, but, <laughs> um, but anyhow, yeah, no, I totally get it. Like you want to support other small businesses and restaurants. And I'm so glad that you've connected with all of them because all the business owners are just incredible. And they, really should set a, a good example to a lot of the other um, restaurants and business corridors so people can see how you work well together. You know, um, my husband and I, we went on this beer tour a few years back and we were in the middle of uh, Richmond and it was we were at a beer hall. And when we were chatting with the other businesses, I was like, isn't that strange? You have competition. There's like three beer halls literally in a less than a one mile radius. And the owner said, we actually don't look at it as competition. We look, we look at it as connectivity. So if I order hops as an individual person, like brewing beer, and the guy across the street is ordering hops, like if we do it collectively, we can save on the cost. We can save on the delivery. Our carbon footprint is better. And I just thought, you know what? That is a fantastic way of looking at business, about connecting and collaborating and not looking at this as competition. So you guys certainly here on New Dorp Lane, y'all exude that and you're constantly connecting y'all's businesses and doing partnerships. Yes. So kudos, kudos to y'all for sure, for sure. Um, we have a couple of more um, comments. Hey guys, great segment today. I love Dana Walker. She has the You Grow Girl page. Make sure you follow her on Facebook. I love her page. By the way, my peonies, they're starting to look a little brown, but we'll talk about that later. And I've been watering them. I did it, I promise. I'm curious, what's next for the North Shore area? Stapleton, Park Hill, New Brighton area through SIEDC. So, now I don't know. Sure, I, I could yeah. talk about that. So, I, I, hi Dana, good morning. I think what Dana might, be referring to is, is that the SIEDC, along with the Chamber of Commerce, was awarded a $10 million grant called the DRI, or the Downtown Revitalization Initiative, which covered St. George, uh, Tompkinsville, and Stapleton. Um, we're still working with that with the consultants and Borough Hall in regards to that. Um, so if you need more of an update other than that, you could certainly reach out to us and, and for specific questions. But to 
answer your question, we still are working on that particular project. Yeah, just to also, um, you know, full disclosure, so we're a consultant on the project for the DRI. And so there's a lot of projects that were put up. We had an open house, um, and this was at Borough Hall. We had about 40 attendees, local community mm -hmm. members, businesses, neighbors, friends, people come out. And it was a great, uh, I remember I was like eight months pregnant, big old belly. I thought I was going to pass out. So uh, Steve Grillo and Camilla Hanks give me water. So they're like, ooh, you look like you're sweating and passing out. Um, but we were able to gather a lot of feedback and data about where the money is going to go. Because that's a huge, you know, $10 million, that's a large investment. So, um and then coronavirus hit. So there's been a lot of pauses on the project, but we're hoping to see this come to fruition very soon. In general, I would love to see some sort of, you know, business improvement district on the North Shore. Um, but again, I'd love to see this also filtered through the eyes of the community and whatnot. And so there's a lot of details. Um, I think I mentioned, I had asked Steve Brillo one day, I was like, how long does it take to create a bid? He's like, oh, a couple of years. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So it's not the piece of paper you fill. Got no, it. no, no, no. I wish it were that easy. <laughs> so, so Dana, to answer your question, there's a lot of things that are moving behind closed doors. Um, but when I say closed doors, it's not that it's not transparent to the public because we've certainly been inviting the public to come out. Um, it's just things are at a pause right now with the coronavirus. Yeah, and, and Dana, um, you're welcome for your comment. I see. Um, Part of the grant that came through the state or the consolidated funding application requires that we have stakeholder meetings, committees, things of that nature. Yeah. So A, that's one side of it. And the other side of it is, is that this um, involves a lot of city agencies, Department of Transportation, NYC, EDC, um, City Planning, Public Design Commission, and the coronavirus kind of halted a lot of that as well too, um, as many city agencies uh, put things on pause that weren't, um, you know, crucial uh, to the pandemic itself. So that's yeah. another reason why there's, you know, been a delay on it, so. Well, Dana says, thanks so much for the comments, Niles. Oh, you are very welcome. But more importantly, she says, you grow girl. Goodness, I'm here to help you with your peonies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying y'all, if you don't have a plant, you need to get one. Um, we have a couple more comments. Nicole Bloomfield. Oh, she says, we love you, Angela. Miss you. <laughs> Miss them very much. They're they're good eggs. Um, Mike from Techie Geek. He's so funny. I like him. He's a good egg. And we're going to close <laughs> off with our very last comment. I'm a fan of Jade Asian Bistro. Jacqueline, I couldn't agree more. I'm a fan. I've always been a fan of yours, Angela. Um, when my company started, you started. I think you are just an amazing entrepreneur. And so I applaud you for keeping the doors open, keeping everything going and being flexible and adjusting with this. And Niles, uh, you know I'm a big fan of you, but shout out to the New Dorp Lane Business Improvement District and the Merchant Association. It's really, really important that um, folks understand that it takes an entire team to make sure that you have clean streets, you have amazing events, that you're supporting small businesses. Um, so I just wanted to give y'all both a thank you so much for joining us on this morning's Community Corner. And as always, be safe, be kind, and be well, y'all. Thanks so much. Bye. Yeah, I want to thank Miles for leading New Dublin, okay? Oh. Keep us strong, New Dublin.
Thank you very much, Angela. You're the best. I can't wait to see you. That's right. right. Bye. Hold for one second, y'all. Thank you so much.